0: Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. As I was preparing for this, I, I, I just really sensed God say He wanted us to prepare for what Resurrection Sunday is all about. He wanted us to prepare. He wanted us to take note. He wanted us to evaluate because we live in a broken, fallen world. And yes, this week and, and the Resurrection Sunday is to remember what Jesus has done. Jesus, we're not waiting for him to, to die and to then raise from the dead. He's already done that. So that's, that's over. What we are doing in times like this is realigning our belief system about who God is We're realigning our belief system about what was made available to us on the cross and through the resurrection of Jesus. We live in a fallen world. And so the reason why we have to remember these things, the reason why we have to realign is because in the pressures of our life, in uh, in the foolishness of our own decisions... In the, the the pain and the, the hurt and the brokenness and the stress and all of that, we can forget what Jesus made available to us through his resurrection. And so today is the time that I want us, and I believe this is what God has said: He wants us to prepare for Jesus to conquer the spirit of death over areas of our life that he wants to be alive. So he wants to resurrect some areas of your life that have just slowly at your feet and died over the last year. He wants you to realign your belief system with what he has done, amen? Amen. That's what Resurrection Sunday is about. If you find yourself today aware that there, there are things in your life that are not fully alive, if you find yourself today that there are areas of your life that used to be thriving but now are just hanging on by a thread, if you find that you have something in your life, could be spiritual fervor, could be emotional, whatever, that used to be thriving but now is not, if you find yourself that there are some things in your life that kind of smell like death a little bit, They used to be alive. They used to be happening. They used to be a part of who you are. You used to be, this used to be different. It could be a marriage. It could be financial. It could be spiritual. It could be emotional. If you find that's where you are today, and every one of us has one of these areas, this is what God wants to say to you today. Even if you find something dead, And you're like, it's over. I want you to hear the words of Jesus. And you're going to apply them to your situation this week. But this is the words, Revelation one eighteen. Jesus said, I am the living one. I was dead. Now look, I am alive forevermore. And I hold the keys of death and Hades or death and hell. If you find something in your life that is dead, I've got some good news for you. I know the guy who, who holds the key to unlock it and bring it back to life. And it is Jesus. I believe God wants to apply the power of Jesus to the areas of our life this week and leading up to Easter. The areas that are dying, the areas that are, that, that are just, they are, they're, they're nasty. They smell like death. And he wants to, even, I'll even say this, because we do live in a fallen world, there are experiences of death, death experiences. It's a, many times it's a loss, many times it's a tragedy, many times it's a, it's a situation, could be an emotional or a mental breakdown, and it's a, it's a, It's a death experience. And what Jesus wants you to know today, that he wants to restore and infuse and give fresh life to those experiences that were dead. Here's the great thing about Jesus. He doesn't always resurrect death because some things need to die. But what he does do is he brings things in our life or to life that he wants to be in us. He wants it to be, to be part of our lives. There are many of us here today who have never experienced areas of life that we heard other people talk about. Well, this is what Easter is all about. It's about God sending his son for a people group like us, the whole world, who had nothing to offer, And him being sacrificed and being raised from the dead so that through our faith in him we can have life and just not measly life. We can have life to the fullest. And that is what has been made available through Christ. So we need to understand resurrection as we prepare this week. It's just not an event it's just not something that happened then. Romans, Romans 8 11 says this The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Now, we have a hard time wrapping our heads around this. We go, really? In, wait, in, in me? Wait, the Spirit that raised Christ lives in me? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. So, resurrection is not just something that happened to Jesus. It's something that is alive inside of you. That should have been a bigger amen. I I like this section over here. It's alive inside of you. That's good. Yes. Amen. Also, there's no condemnation in Christ, so don't receive condemnation from me. I'm sorry. So, this resurrection power, this is a very straightforward, simple message today. This resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead can confront every dead or dying situation in your life that God wants to bring back to life. It wasn't just physical death and physical resurrection. This is about God wanting to bring life to the areas of your life that were, that were given to you to be a blessing, that were given to you to be life-giving to you, that were given to you for peace and joy, that were given to you. This is about recognizing what is dead in our lives and then receiving the resurrection power of Jesus to resurrect those things. Every single one of us in this room Has experienced death of some sort. Listen, you don't when you're at a when you're at a funeral, you can be at a funeral and you realize that there are more people experiencing death in different ways in that room than the person in the casket. Death in emotions, death in a broken heart death from bitterness, death in a marriage, death of faith because God didn't do something we thought he was, the death of disappointment or the death, death because of disappointment, death of addiction. And we find ourselves with the death of self-control and a death of love and we used to have more joy and we used to have more peace, we, meet, we used to have more patience We used to have more gentleness, we used to have more goodness, we used to have more kindness, but they just seem dead right now. Maybe you're facing situations that seem hopeless, that seem dead. Listen, you look around today in our world and people are on the edge People are confronted with death all the time, the spirit of death and suicide and financial death. People experience the death of a dream that God had placed in their heart and because of whatever, they find themselves, they buried it, it's over, it's gone. And we see situations and we live life and we just go, it's, it's over, that's dead. I'll never be at peace again, I'll never have joy my marriage will just always be like this. And all of us have some areas in our life that we go, it's it's over. This is just who I am. This is just my brokenness. This is just this I got this from my from my from my mom, from my dad. This is how they were wired. This is how I'm wired. Oh, their relationships broke. Oh, now mine are gonna, it's just just the way it is. It's over. But here's the great thing about the resurrection of Jesus. It shouts at us. It's not over. And so I believe God wants us to to answer a question from him today. It's It's a difficult question. Because it requires you to think about some things. It requires you to maybe process things you don't want to. Maybe have to consider some things that you, you buried yourself in the backyard and no one else knows where it's at. And it's a, it's a simple question. But I promise you this, that the heart of Jesus is a safe place for you to be honest about. The mind and heart of your heavenly father is the safest place that you could trust him with being honest. And here's the question. Is there anything dead in your life that God wants to bring back to life? Is there anything dead in your life that God wants to bring back to life? This is what Resurrection Sunday is all about. Because God wants you to live not to his resurrection. He wants you to live from his resurrection. He wants you to live from what he purchased for you. He wants you to live from that victory. God has a purpose and a plan. And we hear it all the time. God's plans for you are good. God's plans are, you know, the Lord, God can do what the enemy meant for, for evil. God can use it for our good. And we hear that a lot. But what people don't realize is that we also, there's another person, there's another uh, personality there's another intellectual being that also has a purpose for your life and that's the devil and satan has a plan for you the resurrection is is the pathway to god's plan for your life but satan has a plan too And what people don't realize is that there are forces at work that are trying to sabotage what the resurrected or what the resurrection life actually has for you. It's interesting that Jesus starts talking about Satan. This is one of the most descriptive areas that he talks about um, Satan. And, And so Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, the teachers of the law that were supposed to be serving God's people, but they were using their position to, to serve their own ego, to serve their own agenda. And this is what Jesus says about Satan. First he, he, first he tells <laughs> the teachers of the law, you are, uh, you are of your father, the devil. That's what I don't want Jesus to tell me. <laughs> and you're not allowed to use this when you're chewing somebody out either. So, okay, <laughs> don't do that. And then he goes on to say, and your will is to do your father's desires, which is the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. He was a murderer. There's a difference between being a killer and a murderer. A murderer illegally takes a life. You can, you, you can kill an animal to meet your own, Needs. You, could, you, you can kill to protect yourself, wh- whatever that may be. But a murderer is a, an illegal action taken that robs life from a situation, from a person. And Satan is a murderer. And it goes on. He's a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So one of the ways that Satan murders is he lies. He shapes our thoughts, our beliefs. So he's a liar. Everybody say he's a liar. He's a filthy liar. That feels good to call him filthy, doesn't it? He's a filthy liar. In other words, he's trying to influence you and influence the way that you think, to sabotage, to murder, to illegally take from you what Jesus purchased for you through his resurrection. Peter says this about the enemy, he says, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, it's important, he's like a lion, he's not a lion. Jesus is a lion from the tribe of Judah, he's like a lion. So it's, it's a method. He's speaking about a method. He roams seeking. So the enemy influences and impacts us to shape our belief system, our beliefs. And so our beliefs, once they're shaped a certain way, you, you become what you believe. And you live what you learn. So he shapes us and tries to murder God's purposes for your life through shaping what we believe. And once we believe something, we start acting as though it's true. So God doesn't lure us away from from his great purposes. God doesn't tempt us. God doesn't try to get you to to stumble. God doesn't, doesn't put traps in front of you. God doesn't do that. Satan does. James 1, 13 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by, look at that, his own desire. Then, desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully, excuse me, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So, this is about shaping our desires. Satan murders areas of our life by shaping our desires. And then the passage goes on, do not be deceived, my beloved brothers, every good gift, amen, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In other words, God's never gonna stop giving good things from his heart, because it's who he is. Of his own he will be brought, he will, excuse me, of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creation. And this is God's purpose is good things, and his purpose is bad things. So the enemy desires to influence us with lies, what you believe. And so he does that through culture. He does that through temptation, through other people. He does that through lies. When we believe, then we act on the lie. And all these things influence our desires that then once it's conceived, it then leads to sin and sin leads to death. But this is what the resurrection of Jesus is all about, that God sent his son to undo everything that Satan had done in our lives, to raise all things that were murdered by Satan that God intended you to have through his resurrection power, he brings them back to life. And the question for us this week is I I believe that God wants you to to, to leverage your faith. He wants you to actually start looking at some things differently. And this question of what is dead in your life that God wants to bring back to life. The purpose of Easter is to, again, realign ourselves, re-anchor ourselves to the life and to the work of Jesus. To lift our eyes to what he has done, to lift our eyes to what he has accomplished. To ask this question is there anything in my life that is dead or dying that I need to invite him into? And this is about acknowledging God, I need you to come in and bring life back to things that have died, to make it new, to make it fresh. To put a heartbeat back in that thing. And many times there's even symptoms of death. So there can be areas of weariness. I mean, you, maybe you're exhausted today. And here's, here's the thing about weariness. Weariness is... Um, it, you could take a nap, you could take time off, you could chill out, you could... Relax, you can go on a walk, you can step away. And no matter how much time you step away, you're still weary. Tiredness is you lay down, take a nap, you wake up, come on, let's get going. I'm not tired anymore. Weariness is different. It's a symptom of areas that maybe have died in our life. God wants to bring new life back to every one of us. We're living in a day and age that God wants to infuse his people and his church with the life-giving resurrection power of his spirit. Fresh and new. Not old and known, fresh and new. Not what used to be, but know what is today. He wants to infuse Every family, he wants to realign our hearts to understand that through the power of the Holy Spirit, there are things that are impossible with man, but with his spirit, all things are possible. He wants to align his church so that we are like a light that actually shines in the midst of darkness. And it's through the resurrection that we can understand what it looks like to be made new. So maybe, maybe there's even an area of your life that feels trapped, hopeless, you're stuck, you can't find a solution. Maybe you keep going back to the same things and that actually God delivered you from, but now you, you, you what's happening? Well, you're seeing a death of your, of your freedom in Christ. Because freedom in Christ is not to keep on sinning. Freedom in Christ is the power to stop sinning. The grace of God is given to us not, to, not so that we can continue to go on sinning and, and just thank God for your grace. The grace of God is that which gives us the power to stop sinning and get out of your pit of sin and start walking in victory. Are you going to be perfect? No. The grace of God covers us in those moments. But maybe there is this pattern. Maybe it's a death. And th- through that pattern, it's murdered some of your potential. It's murdered some of God's, some of the possibility. It's murdered maybe even relationships that you're in. Maybe there areas of your spiritual life that used to be really vibrant. And if you take an assessment, you're like, something's died. Something's not the same. Maybe there was a time that your intimacy with God was close. Maybe there was a time that you you woke in the morning and you said, God, what do you want from me today? I love you. I'm so glad to be with you. Maybe there was a time that you really cared about the things that God cared about. And that's not to condemn you. This is, this, this is about Resurrection Sunday. This is about us taking an assessment and us being real with ourselves and us saying, oh, Jesus, infuse new resurrection power in this area of my life because I can't do it on my own. It's just about acknowledging it. It's just about inviting God into it. Some, somewhere along the way with our, in our Christian walk, it's like, yes, I, was, I, I had nothing to give you, God, that brought me salvation. Nothing. Nothing in me was good. I did nothing to earn your love or salvation. Nothing. But then after we get saved, we're like, okay, I'll take it from here, God. Thank you. And really what we just need to do is return to our intimacy with God. Return to what he has purchased for. Come to grips with where you are, and then let the resurrection power of Jesus do something great in your life. So, really, just want you to ask God that question Is there anything in my life that is dead that God wants to bring back to life? Is there anything that you think is over that? You want the resurrection. Power of Jesus to stand and say it is not over, come back to life. There's a great story, I'm not going to read it, but it's a great account of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And we if you're not familiar with it, you can go to John Uh, 10, or excuse me, John 11, and read that. It's a beautiful story. But Lazarus was dead. Everybody say dead. Dead. He was uh, done, done, over. Jewish tradition is is that after three days, the spirit leaves the body. In other words, there's no chance. It's over. Goodbye. And so Jesus is aware. He's sick. He's aware, then he's dead. And he could have came at any time. Jesus shows up on the fourth day. Like, if only you would have gotten her earlier on the third day when his spirit was still in him. But now he's dead. It's over. Everybody said it's over. Jewish tradition said it's over. Mary Mark said it's over. The whole town said it's over. Well, he's in there and he stinketh. I just love the King James says, he stinketh. I'm just like, I like that, man. He's over. Now, this is what Jesus does. Jesus rolls into town and everybody's like, it's over. It's too late. Nope, can't happen. And he says, well, watch this. And I believe Jesus did that because we are confronted so often with just, oh, it's final. It's over. Dream's over. Marriage is over. Health is over. Emotions are over. And we're like, it's over. Everybody else says, it's over. Everyone agrees with me. It's over. Then Jesus says, I- I'm the one that says that. It's not over. And Jesus stepped up to the tomb and he says, hey, Lazarus, you can come on out. Now that would have been a, a very cool place to be. And then Lazarus is like, I could if I could move, but they wrapped me in these clothes. <laughs> but they thought it was over, but Jesus says, it's not over. It's not over. There are things that God wants to do in your life. There are things that God wants to do in our, in our city, in our state, in our nation. There are things that God wants to do with young people. There are things that God wants to do financially in your life. There are things that God wants to do that while much of the church sits back and says, ain't it awful? It's over. There's going to be a remnant of people that say, hang on a second. Jesus said, it's not over. And he put me on this earth to walk with resurrection power to do something about it. But it. But instead of, because we, we love looking out, okay, where, where, where does Jesus need to do stu- stuff? We love doing that, don't we? So don't, don't this week sit down and write a list of everybody you want Jesus to transform so now you can get along with them. <laughs> Draw a circle around you and say, Lord, what areas of my life are dead and that you want to bring back to life? This is what Easter is about. This is the, this is the gospel, this is the, the grace of God. This is, this is how the kingdom works. There are things in your family, things in your life that have died and God says, I want you to believe me again to resurrect that. And believing is about you having the solution. Because many of them we don't. How, how do you become more hungry for God when you're not hungry for God? How do, you become, how, how, do you, how do you become more filled with the fruit of the Spirit and be kind and be gentle and have joy and peace when you're not kind, when you're not gentle, when you don't have joy, you don't have peace? How, do you, how, 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 how does that work? You come to the feet of Jesus and you say, will you transform me? And when you bring back to life the things that have died in my life that you want to bring forth. That's what Resurrection Sunday is about. That's what, this is what we're remembering. It's about releasing control and allowing God to control you, allowing God to control your situation. It's about, it's about releasing, allowing him to heal your brokenness, to heal your bitterness. It's about you saying, God, I need the resurrection power that lives in me to begin to manifest itself in other areas of my life. Maybe it's about a dream that has is, is died and you thought, well, there's no way now. and you've given it up, but the problem is that dream was from God. He wants to resurrect it. This is what Easter's about. The resurrection of Jesus is not about bringing things back also that just used to be the same manner. No, God, God wants to do new things in you, birth new things in you, bring forth new things that expand your horizon. Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he had a new body. It was brand new. And God wants to do new things inside of you. He came back differently than with the resurrected body. God wants to do things in you this resurrection season where you come back different. You don't come back an old version. You come back brand new, restored, new vision, new heart, healing differently. When you allow Jesus to work in work in your life, he does things in you that are that are way better than they than they ever were and they are way better than you ever thought they could be. If you will allow him to. So, what areas in your life are dead? that have been murdered by the influence of the enemy. And the manifestation could have been in your own decisions. It could have been in your own actions, and your own sin. It could be just a, a crushed heart. It could just be disappointment. It could be you are just riddled by anxiety. I don't know, I don't know what, what that is, but what I do know is that Jesus Wants to bring new life to you. This is what the season is about it's an evaluation. Am I living from the resurrection? Am I experiencing the power of the resurrection in my life? Am I allowing the truth of God to be the reality which I pursue? And God loves you. He cares for you so deeply. You have not gone too far. He's the one who holds the keys to death, not you. And so, what are those areas? Could be unforgiveness, could be pride. Could be unbelief. But friends, all of those are gonna be in your life unless you go, God, I can't do anything about these. But I need a new life. I need need your resurrection power to live in me and through me. Lord, I need to stop returning to the sins of my past. God, I need to stop returning to the the patterns of relationships. God, I need to stop returning to that which you actually delivered me from. And I find myself back there again. Jesus, apply your resurrection in my life. I want God to give us his mind about what he has for us. I want him to infuse us with the spirit and power. I want him to heal us. I want him to be able to do whatever he chooses in our midst as a church. But it starts with all of us individually. What is dead that Jesus wants to bring back to life? It's gonna be hard work. Because we're going to have to just come to grips with with some things. But here's here's the truth. God already knows it all anyway. He's just wanting to infuse new life. Brand new resurrection power of Easter. Will you allow Him this season? Will you be honest? Maybe will you have a conversation on your way home? Maybe as you sit around the table, may you just be honest? Will you talk to a friend about it or will you, will you write it down and say, Jesus, bring this back to life. Bring this back to life. And then invite him into it and experience the resurrection power of Jesus. He makes all things new. He makes all things new. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word that speaks to us. Thank you, Lord, for your your kindness. Thank you for your heart towards us. Lord, this week, as we prepare our hearts, Lord, as we Come before you as we come to grips with just one, how much we love you, two, how much you've we're we're lost without you, and three, God, how much you want that your resurrection power to continue to live in us and through us. It was not just a one-time thing. It's ongoing. And Lord, you know the areas of death in all of our lives. I have some. And so, Lord, we just, we just want to take a moment and say, Lord, we want to cooperate with you, maybe even right now, but even this week, and ask you to point them out. Some, I, some we're going to see. Some you're going to need to pull the curtains back. But you've set your Holy Spirit in us to help us to discern all truth, to help us to walk through some of these difficult things that we're we're just not able to do it alone. God, there are people, folks, God, who are in such pain. They've been hurt, they've been betrayed, they've been abused. And that abuser caused areas to die in their life that you want to do something brand new you want to bring things back to life that is life giving that is free that warms their hearts Lord there are are people we need to forgive show us those people there are things God we need to repent for show us those things And there are areas that we just need to believe that you're the God of the impossible. So Lord, we just submit ourselves to you in this season that we would walk out your resurrection power living deeply in all of us. Just remain with your head bowed for a moment. If you're here this morning and you recognize that you do not know Jesus, And you want to give your life to him and be forgiven and become his child. If you want to do that, nobody is looking around. Just raise your hand right where you are. Just hold it up just for a a moment so I can see that. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead you into prayer, and we're all gonna pray it together. None of us came to the Lord because of us. It was all because of his grace. He chose us, he convicted us. He showed us we were sinners. And then he said, give me your life. And so I'm gonna lead you into prayer, and we're all gonna all gonna pray. And I just ask you to pray with all of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Make me a new person. Change my mind. Change my heart. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose from the dead. And I put my faith in you. And from this moment forward, I'm gonna follow you, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give Lord, the Lord a hand. <laughs> if you gave your life to Jesus today, uh, we'd love to help you on the journey. You can go to our website, faith.church, or there's a QR code also in front of you, you can scan. We'd love, love, be honored to walk with you like someone walked with us. If we can, let's all stand to our feet. I'm just going to pray over you, then after, afterwards we have a uh, prayer team is here to serve you. If there's any, any way we can serve you and pray for you, we'd be honored to do that as well. Uh, we believe in the power of prayer, and so we want to be here to serve you in any way we can. If you can, just lift your hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, may you bless your people. May you prosper them. May you lead them. May you guide them. May you, by your precious grace this week, Reveal to them the areas that you want your resurrection power to bring healing and restoration and bring the dead things that you want back to life. And so, Lord, may we leave here today understanding that that's what you want to do. And so we just come into alignment and submission to who you are and what you're going to do in our lives. And we set our expectation on what that looks like and how that's going to flow. Lord, bring us back here safely for our Good Friday service as we we stare, gaze at the cross, and we remember. And bring us on Easter morning as we exuberantly celebrate your resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen.